Hey guys, welcome to the two-part season finale of Happy Hour with Ryan. I'm your host from coast to coast as always, bringing you the latest and greatest hour on the podcast waves. Well, normally in the pre-show, we would discuss, you know, all things Marvel and the sports world, which there are some blockbuster trades going down and some potential ones that could shape uh, the NBA as we know it. Uh, for this upcoming year. But I felt that uh, we needed to discuss and tackle um, one of the major um, things that's going on in the world uh, today. Many of you may know where I'm going, maybe not, uh, which so much is going on with inflation and you know gas prices and so forth and so on. But The thing we're going to talk about today on the podcast is the Roe v. Wade uh, getting overturned. Now, some of you may have had discussions with your friends, your family, and community about this. I was up till about 2 a.m. this morning just trying to rack my brain, do a little, you know, research as far as what I wanted to say, what... Uh, many uh, individuals have uh, thought of giving their opinions on uh, the subject. Um, you know, should women uh, have kids? Um, you know, or is it their right to have an abortion? So, um, after we get done with the pre show here, uh, one of my nearest and dearest and closest friends and sisters, Dr. Lorraine Steiger, right here in Little Rock, Arkansas, is going to come on the podcast and she's going to serve as, and she's got her doctorate, as I stated earlier. Um, she's in the sex education field and health. So um, I thought she probably would be the best one uh, out of my crew. Uh, that, you know, has some expertise and uh, who I called quite a few times on our episode, a professional. But uh, I just want to share some things. Like I said last night, I was trying to think how I wanted to speak on this and um, I had my AirPods in. I was listening to some music and I was just got to writing eventually. I had writer's block for probably a good 10 minutes or so, maybe a little longer. And finally... I just I just started putting pen to paper. I kind of looked online and share with you some facts and just some opinions of others in our country here that have uh, you know shared what they think you know you know maybe what you know women should do or shouldn't do or whichever. So um, complicated, debatable, challenging. Surprised, emotional. You can use any adjectives to describe what one person may be feeling um, when pregnancy comes up. Um, some identified as, uh, you know, I was reading. Uh, some opinions online. Some people that were pro-life believe that women should be able 
to make a choice about whether to have an abortion or not. It is their bodies after all. There are some that feel it should be available in certain circumstances, whether it's a situation in which a woman is the victim of rape or incest. Now many are asking, as I have, when is it maybe considered aborting uh, the process? Is it during, you know, when the pregnancy starts? Uh, and one article I wrote, maybe six weeks in, so that's about a month and a half. And then sometimes many women, you know, they don't know where they're at at that stage, you know, and then, you know, maybe, you know, their, you know, body changing, you know, um, hormones and all of that. And, you know, maybe going for a checkup and then bam, you know, they do a test and say, you know, come in. The doc says, hey, you know, you are pregnant, you know, um, fewer than a quarter of 1% of abortions result in serious complications and childbirth is 14 times as likely to result in death as an early abortion. And I had read the other day, did not know this. Um, and, and really I didn't know how prevalent, um, women lose babies, you, you know, um, miscarriage, um, Sharon Stone, um, who many of you know, um, was in Basic Instinct. She's been in other movies. Um, she lost 13 kids. And I was like, wow, I, I just couldn't believe it. Um, some people feel that they are apprehensive uh, with, you know, debating whether they want to bring a baby into this crazy world that we live in, which... Um, I mean, we're dealing with some trying times just like we always have, but haven't we always, haven't we always, you know, dealt with, um, trials, tribulations, roadblocks, whatever you want to say. Now, some feel if you have sex and get pregnant, then it's one of these things, well, you know what you got yourself into. Now you have to accept the consequences of that, of your actions. But the question is, are we as a society supporting these ladies? Because we need to more than ever, definitely now. I really feel like positive, uplifting support just maybe isn't giving majority of the time you know maybe other people it is you know i can't really speak for everybody but i would think that's the best course of action going forward um and i don't know if it's you know for example i live in the south and i live in arkansas take for example i still feel like and believe you have that one person or few that will tend to look down at that individual and throw stones um, just because of what they're doing. And honestly, I mean, you know, you could just sit there all day and pick and nitpick out of, out of the book, uh, you know, the Bible is what I'm referring to when I say the book, the good book. Um, but that other person probably is pointing the finger is probably doing something just as wrong or, or more. And, you know, and and I truly feel too, you know, what a person does is really their business when you boil it down to it. Um, because, you know, and, and what gets me is, I don't know if it's some type of entitlement or what, but I just feel like people will just continue to judge. And, it's, and you probably don't even know that person, but for you to just sit there and, and say, oh, you know, this is not right or, or whatsoever. It's, it's just wrong. And, you know, that person, like I said, is probably sinning or whatever, you know. And like I say, it's between that person and God, just like me, whatever I've done when the time comes, you know, and I have that, you know, that judgment day comes, I pretty much, you know, I've got to own up to whatever I've done living on this earth for however many years, you know. Um, it, it's just crazy how, um, 
we as a society just are. And, and it's, it seems just like we as people um, need to lend a hand instead of always just saying, well, you know, why'd you do that? Or you should have done it this way or, you know, not just, you know, with with children, just anything. It just seems like we're always quick to judge instead of saying, you know what? Hey, let me help you out. Do you need any help? You know, and I've always tried to live by this moniker. Um, you know, a lot of people, and I guess it's just second nature to say, hey, if you need something, call me. You know, but a lot of times I've tried to take the approach to say, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? And I think once we get in that type of mindset, I feel that we will be better as a society, um, you know, as we're going about our life. Um, and, and just put yourselves for just a quick second, uh, and, and we'll use this example in a woman's shoes. Think about this. You get pregnant, you know, and, and I mean, you got a million thoughts running across your mind. You know, you're thinking, who um, I've got to now care for this uh, young individual uh, for X amount of years. Uh, if everything goes well and I'm able to have this baby, I've got to provide. Uh, that's another person, just not me. Um, is the... Um, other half uh the other uh you know your girlfriend or boyfriend are they gonna you know are they gonna help me out am i gonna be alone who do i turn to um we have to start putting ourselves you know in these type of situations you know how would you feel or what would you do in that uh type of scenario there um, and all it takes is just sometimes one person to listen. That's really all it takes. And we should just probably from a distance see the the toe it takes on a woman is draining. Um, guys probably don't know this, obviously, but um, I mean, and I come from a single parent household. I, I just can't admit, imagine you know, what my mom went through, um, you know, and, and, you know, different, you know, uh, generations, you know, deal with things differently. But um, it's one of the most important decisions that you probably make in your life. Um, but think about this, too. What if it's a life decision? Um, you know, there's a chance that the mother and baby die. And me and my wife had a conversation about this right when, you know, they were talking about Roe versus uh, Wade getting overturned. You know, I mean, you're put in a compromising position. You know, it's like a life or death situation. Like, if I have this baby, you know, do I just lean on faith and go ahead and have it and hopefully we both live through this? Or there's a potential that you know, not only the baby may be losing their life, mother could lose theirs. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, the mother has, you know, it's a health situation. And, you know, as she's going through this process, meets with the doctor during one of the, uh, you know, office visits. And, you know, it's like that could be a possibility, you know. So that's something that we got to take an account of. And then, you know, earlier I was say, saying, you know, what if a woman's raped or incest is involved? Like, you know what I mean? And and I just top of my head, and there's people that's happened to. Um, but also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Oprah Winfrey, young age, uh, was taken advantage of. Um, and maybe, I want to say maybe she was 14. Uh, someone may have to uh, check that, fact check that. But... And she had an abortion. I mean, and I don't know if it was a family member that abused her or, you know, whichever. But still, regardless, 14 years old, come on. I mean, that's just, you know, that's, that's, that's just unreal, you know, to think about. 
um, you know, you got your whole life ahead of you and something like that happens, what would you do? And, you know, I know for the most part, probably there are some, you know, pro-life people for the most part, more than likely that are conservative that, you know, they're going to look down against it. And then, as I stated earlier, uh, doing some research last night, there was actually some people pro-life that actually thought that a, a woman um, should have that choice, you know, whether to decide to have the baby or not. And then you got some on the other side, pro-choice um, people that, you know, say, okay, well, um, you definitely have a choice what to do. And then there, I know, there are some and maybe a few uh, liberals that they agree with some of the pro-lifers, you know, that the woman should have the baby and not, you know, and then, and it's really sad. Like I'll see, you know, like shares on Facebook about, you know, you know, they're putting in the questions, inquiries, like, you know, well, or statements that baby could have been president of the United States or could have had their own fashion line or clothing line or whatever, you know, it's just, it, it's just crazy. Um, and like I said, it, it was, it was even hard even thinking up what to write on this subject matter. I was just the last few weeks when I announced you know, that I was going to do this episode, you know, I was, I was still trying to think. I didn't want to just jump right in and, you know, I want to take some time to think the last couple of weeks, like what I was going to say. And, and I mean, that's pretty much how I've always felt about it. Um, and, and maybe I didn't say it earlier, but in my opinion, um, women should have the choice to do what they want. Um, you know, and I know, like I say, it's a tough choice to, um, you know, be in that situation of thinking, what will I do? Um, and, and, you know, now they're even giving um, states the right, I believe, last time I checked, deciding where the each state and Arkansas is one of the trigger states where, you know, they're probably going to decide with us being the Bible Belt, you pretty much probably know where it's going to swing. Um, but I do know this. We got an election coming up in November, a little less than four months away. And there are a lot of angry people. Um, just like there was uh, almost two years ago. You know, and everybody knows how that turned out, but... Uh, and I don't know, was it for the better or worse? I don't know. Everybody's got their opinion on that. Say that for another uh, episode. But I just know that I've always been in the corner of women my whole life. I really have. I've always been there for support. I've always, you know, I may be taking a different approach where most people may not be empathetic or, or whatever. Um and I don't know, maybe it's because I was raised by my mom and grandma. Um, but we really need to really think about this situation here. Um, we need to be better supporters. Uh, there are a lot of people in this world that feel alone uh, when they, you know, come across this situation being pregnant, you know, um, and you see it on TV shows. It happens in real life. Um, you know, just the teenagers, just what do I do? So, um, you know, where do we draw the line at? You know, how do we really help, um, you know, in these situations? Like I said, providing positive, up, uplifting support. Um, and... Like I said, you know, it's it's something, something I thought about too, when the protests were going on a couple of years ago, uh, around this time in the summer, you know, I think about all those people that were protesting, and some of them were women getting smoke grenades thrown at them, rubber bullets, women pregnant on the front line, defending Black Lives Matter. Okay. The same thing we need to do for them now. It's time to take a stand.
And like I say, women have always been our support. It's about time that we back them up going forward. Without further ado, guys, uh, took a little time on the pre-show just airing out my thoughts and opinions. But after this quick commercial break, we will be back with Dr. Lorraine Steiger from right here in the rock town, Little Rock, Arkansas. And pretty much I served as, you know, interviewer slash um, maybe acting as somewhat uh, dumb to the subject like, hey, I don't know, uh, you know, let me ask these type of questions. So I served those roles on this episode uh, and just listen to what. Uh, me and Lorraine talk about uh, she's she provides a lot of uh, great information she's very informative uh, on that subject she's had expertise on it for years um, let's turn our attention and see what she has to say and we'll be right back with Dr. Lorraine Steiger on this week's Happy Hour with Ryan Okay, uh, we're here. We're here. Um, <laughs> um, unique co- uh, kind of podcast today. Um, I got Lorraine here, good hey, friend of up? mine. We're sipping. Let's see, foot stomp, Lodi's in. Uh, when my wife was on her Mexico cruise, brought back that and some rosé and whatnot. Um, so red wine. Uh, are you a, a wine connoisseur of some sort? Or do you... <laughs> no. no. No, no wine. <laughs> no. Can I drink it? Is it cheap? It's mine. Do that with beer too. Is yeah. it like? <laughs> I was about to say because I remember PBR like that was when we played beer pong. You know, oh, you're yeah. in college and funds are low, and you're just like. <laughs> Yeah. Kings was it Kingstone or something? Ah, uh, yeah, and the Beast, Milwaukee's Beast. Oh yeah, thirty packs like fifteen dollars or fifteen ninety nine hey, or something. You know what? I'm here for a good time, <laughs> not a long time. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So, no serious note. So, uh, we're gonna. I guess I've got my specialist professional here, Doctor Lorraine Steiger. So, just curious. Uh, we're gonna talk about Roe versus Wade. Um, and I'm gonna play. Kind of as uh, I'm obviously the host, but like play as dumb. I'm gonna ask some questions that I think maybe the listeners, you know, maybe are thinking out loud, having conversations with friends or family, um, you know. And it's 
um, it, it, and it may be one of those things, a sensitive subject, but I think needs to be addressed. Like, you know, just kind of, cause I'm sure, and we'll kind of analyze, break it down. You know, I've wrote down some notes, what people think or what they're thinking about it altogether. So, uh, go and tell us Roe versus Wade. Like I just, you know, for definition that people may not know, kind of start us off like, um, like we know it protects or is supposed to protect women's rights, uh, you know, choosing one wants to have an abortion or not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having so much excessive restriction or, you know, say from the government. Yeah. Um, so kind of break that down a little bit for us. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So really what Roe v. Wade did was, is it gave an opportunity for, uh, to establish, uh, freedom, uh, from, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, to uh, to the right to privacy mm-hmm. um, and the right mm-hmm. to bodily autonomy. So it wasn't actually about abortion as much as it was about that right to privacy and the right to have decisions made between you and your healthcare provider, mm-hmm. um, and not have influence from the state or local government or mm-hmm. federal government. Um, so it passed uh, 19. 19- 75, I believe, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. So many dates <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. pop up. And ever mm-hmm. since then, um, different things have come about and different legislation that has started already chipping away at those protections that Roe v. Wade provided folks, um, spe- specifically folks with a uterus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, it's quite fascinating to see them trying to take this away uh, I mean, completely, given the fact that there are already so many restrictions. I mean, one of the big things um, that it uh, provided was Mm -hmm. the uh, access to abortion without undue burden. Um, And that shows up in Casey uh, as well. And so uh, what, what is really troublesome about that is there's only one uh, abortion clinic in the state of Arkansas and so it's I did already, not know that in the whole state yeah. there's just one wow yeah and that. so okay. um and they're a fantastic organization uh arkansas um uh, abortion support network um and they provide abortions here uh in our state but folks dri- have to drive in from other places um and you know Maybe this one is the closest clinic, but maybe it's not. But then there are other laws and things that have been put in place, like 40-hour holds, 72-hour holds, having to watch a video, having to come back uh, two weeks later after a COVID test, all these different things that came up, especially during the time of COVID, mm-hmm. um, that added those barriers, those undue burdens. And so really, we'd, we've already been going against our constitution, like, against what it was supposed to be protecting folks from that undue burden having to travel and seek care in that way was already just against what was said to have been protected mm-hmm. so gotcha in the 1900s uh, like you were saying uh around the 70s uh, yeah. early 70s when it was uh, 75, 73. Yeah, yeah, 73. It was an odd number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 73, yeah. What I saw online. But, but yeah, so uh, came to promise in, in, in that uh, around that time. And also a big time suffrage ends in 1920. Mm-hmm. So we're riding a big wave upward, you know, uh, 50, 60 years after, you know, after, after the civil rights. So we're mm-hmm. kind of somewhat going in the right direction or whatnot. Um, yeah, and you mentioned abortion and, you know, one of the things like I'm, I'm going to play dumb in, in some parts of the podcast. So, You're great. yeah, like Let's just have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there's argument like when abortion happens, like, um, you know, you got certain people and people will catch on automatically. They'll say you're killing a baby when mm-hmm. it's not even, you know. So I want to know, or, and then some people are like, no, you're, you're not actually killing, and, you know. So kind of take us through, like, is it a certain trimester mm-hmm. where, I mean, and again, in a sense, it's happening, but there's nothing really there in a way, mm-hmm. you know. So kind of take us through, I guess, is it, 
from your perspective and, and the knowledge, and, and again, you're doctor, professional. But at least, hey, but at least, you know, like, and everybody's had like uh, science in school, and you mm-hmm. get the, you have the talk or whatever. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying where you went all, all girls' school, but I did, it, not, <laughs> I did not get the talk. Right. Um, so. <laughs> Is it like just the the you know having the abortion like where you know when does life begin? When does yeah kind of yeah where does a life where it's like does that count? Is it you know because like I say you have one group oh no you're horrible you know you killed it immediately but then you know it's not really because it's in what fetus it's in the yeah the stage early stages and maybe off but (laughs) but oh you're doing great. Um, I, so I have never been pregnant. I've never been put in that situation. Um, I have several folks that I know that have had to make this decision, um, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I don't really speak too heavily as to Mm -hmm. what I consider when life begins because it's not, I don't feel like I really have a lot of skin in the game outside of having a uterus. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but, you know, with that being said, um, that that is a it's a mm-hmm. it it's not something I I look at the science of things and if I'm gonna look at when life begins and when life you know it's okay or when it's not okay then I should you know I do the same thing when I'm looking at maternal and child health and child mortality rates and infant mortality rates we have the highest infant and maternal mortality rates in the industrialized world like it's absolutely insane to to mm-hmm. me that we're so hung up on whether or not you know this person's going to choose to do something for their body what's best for them they may have no kids or they may have 10 kids it doesn't matter at the end mm-hmm. of the day right. they're doing what's best for them or you know there may be complications there may be things that you just don't know about um and you know who who are we to judge uh, anyone and their decisions, especially a healthcare decision, something that we wouldn't judge a different type of healthcare decision, or well, I take that back, we judge a lot of people's decisions. <laughs> right, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a healthcare decision, and it's not my place to tell you what to do, and it's not your place to tell me what to do. Um, mm. And so that's kind of, that's where I stand with things, and I think that's more of my like, public health understanding, working in the field, working as a sex educator, a health educator, and, you know, doing uh, even things like HIV and PrEP and PEP navigation and things like that, like, you get to know people, you get to be part of a lot of people's, like, tough conversations, and Mm -hmm. it's not fun, and it is difficult, and I've never met any single person that uses, uses abortion as birth control. Like, that's been something that I've heard a lot, especially during my time when I did work at Planned Parenthood. People mm-hmm. would be like, oh, yeah, people just, you know, default to that. I know people that defaulted to abortion as Plan B. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's not, that's just not the case. And there's ample research that shows that that's not the case. Um, but I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, I mean, that, that really went in depth. <clears throat> kind of set the stage and and also for what you just said i'm glad you already set the stage for kind of a next uh kind of subtopic you know okay. speaking about um and, and when i was getting this format together i was just trying to think top of my head you know you know situations either again questions people have inquiries or you know what are they thinking women getting assaulted mm-hmm. sexually assaulted that was my uh big thing uh you know and that always kind of, I don't know why it always pops in my head mm-hmm. when people say, you know, the thumpers on the, oh, uh, you're horrible for having an abortion, whatever. And I'm like, you don't know what that person went through mm-hmm. because uh, first they got to decide, you know, say the rate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do want to get, uh, I have a question to you, uh, for yeah. you as well. Um, you know, they got to decide whether to keep the baby or not. Mm-hmm. Then that's more added pressure, not only with that, um, not not so much if they're over 18, but if they're under 18, yep. you know, the parents come into the fold. They're probably going to come in the fold regardless. Then you got their attacker. Mm-hmm. You know, they may have, you know, nightmares. Who in, or some, just, in some cases have rights to 
the unborn child. Exactly. Yeah, um, the fetus or whatever you want to call it. Perfect. Yes. And then you got their friends. You know, how are they going to view them? Uh, you know, we would think that they're, you know, not going to be so judgmental. But then, you know, I would say the mean girls, maybe high school. And I don't know how prevalent that is anymore. Um, and you said you worked at Plant. Planned Parenthood and all mm-hmm. that. I mean, and you said you had a conversation. Did you have any conversations with uh, women who were sexually assaulted or, yes. or raped? Yes. Okay. And, I mean, <laughs> how do you even approach that as a professional? Uh, I, I mean, mean at, at the end of the day, it's not my, uh, it's my job to create a space where you feel comfortable sharing um, or not sharing and you need to feel comfortable, you know, saying no or leaving out information. And that's, that's my job. My job's not to get information out of you or take notes or co- collect data or any of that. Like, I see my role more of creating those spaces. Um, and I think that is why I probably have more stories where people have come out in a sense mm-hmm. Um, be that, you know, as someone that's had an abortion, telling their assault story mm-hmm. or survival story mm-hmm. or coming out to me as HIV positive, mm-hmm. um, even like in spaces where that wasn't, you know, part of what was going on yeah. um, or, you know, any part of the alphabet mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's, that's how I, that's, that's how the role that I try to play, I try to, uh, you know, make sure that folks know that I am a safe person and mm-hmm. somebody's not going to judge them or mm-hmm. make them feel any type of way and just someone to listen and provide resources. Cause that's at the end of the day, that's what I want to do. That's what I do with my education. That's what I do with my work is I am a resource provider. I'm mm-hmm. a linkage to care person. Um, so, yeah. And you know, like you were saying just a few seconds ago, yeah, they have to feel comfortable and you almost have to be trust trustworthy enough for them to come to you and yeah. basically pour their heart out or tell you their story, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for you to help them with um, and whatnot. Yeah. Th- this this next thing, this is this is something that um, and it's and fun. It's not really funny, but, you know, me and my wife will have different conversations about social issues to just whatever. And this is mm-hmm. every once in a while this comes up because watching a TV show or movie. Um, but you know, and just if you can answer this for the for the listeners, um, how do we get to a place as a society that gives men the right to say how women can you know how they can control their bodies in a way? You know, it, it's 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 crazy that you know, and, and I'm just gonna go on a limb here. Mm-hmm. Probably ma- majority of the people that are in a government position are men. I, mm-hmm. I would say no that, that's accurate then they're white yeah <laughs> and I'm always like well somebody else said it but no yeah. but no I, 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 hey, yeah. I, hey, yeah, as a white says, person I'm just gonna throw it out there they're yeah. all white and yeah. they're all yeah. men and yeah. you say uh, probably middle age maybe older yeah. I would think maybe Which came there's from no that age, there's not really an age requirement however and the majority of folks that are in our legislative session mm-hmm. or in our legislation legislature here in Arkansas barely have a high school diploma, which I think is just absolutely, you can look all this up. Um, I have to because that, that's to. ridiculous. And it's not, not to say that education and higher education means that mm-hmm. you are more intelligent or more capable. However, if you're going to be making informed decisions that are typically being advocated for by academics and people within the community, you know, backing that up, then having some sort of formal education I think is necessary especially if you're going to be discussing formal education and restricting formal education from future youth that are coming through our our schools Um, yeah it just like you would think I mean that was well put very well put you know about being able to be knowledgeable just having some intellect about the subject I feel like that's what's lost. I mean, you know, I feel like it's just people that that really don't know. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes back to what I'll say a lot of times where pe- 
some people, and I'll use I'll, I'll use Arkansas for example, mm-hmm. maybe haven't been anywhere, haven't been out, you yeah. know. So their mindset is automatically this, 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 instead of, oh, we're going to cross this with that, you know. It, it, it just, and I'm like, you just don't know maybe about your community or whatever, and it, it just... Well, and that, you know, goes also to how our government's set up in state versus federal. So Mm -hmm. we don't have federal laws that regulate our education because each state has their own set of rules. Right. And they are able to tailor what they feel like based on a standard, what they believe their students should learn. And that Mm. is both, you can can spin it to be a positive because, you know, we're not going to, Everyone here in Arkansas is not going to be experiencing the same things as everyone in Alaska. True. However, someone from Arkansas may very well visit yeah, Alaska yeah, yeah. or yeah, some other yeah. country, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. like, limiting education and restricting that, you know, goes back to the whole argument with comprehensive sex education, uh, critical race theory, if you want to throw that in there, too, just for, you know, mm-hmm. shits and gigs. Can mm-hmm. we cuss on this? Yeah, so yeah. Like, sure, why not? Cuss like, like a sailor if you want. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, no restrictions. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're restricting knowledge because you want to control and that's essentially what the disruption is with Roe v. Wade. That's the disruption that we're experiencing as a society as we're peeling away. Because what's to say they take away Roe v. Wade and they don't take away the love case that allows mm-hmm. for us uh, uh, interracial marriage? They Very don't well take said. away the cases that mm-hmm. allow for same-sex marriage. All the, all the yeah. progress that we've made as far as allowing folks to live authentically mm-hmm. and love is love and all of those things and you know being control of their personal relationships yeah like how is this any different in my opinion yeah i I mean and a lot of people would agree with you it's really not and then yeah kind of what you were saying there it's just like what you're saying the state only teaches what it wants to and that i was just about to say history and that's a whole nother (laughs) subject like the whole (laughs) it just it just baffles me like we spend very brief detail learning about certain things and I think there should be more education on that, you know. Oh, I agree. I mean, there's a reason all the civil rights pictures are in black and white. It's to make it mm-hmm. feel like it was forever ago. We had color mm-hmm. pictures. Yeah, yeah. There, you could, you could, <laughs> right. you could print that in color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, but that would make it too present. That would make it too present day. Mm-hmm. So everything is marketed. Everything is tailored and it's, it is absolutely fascinating to think mm-hmm. about how we deliver information. It's it's all marketing. Like And I just don't understand <laughs> it because even cuz I I remember until I was in college, I didn't take African American history course. I mean, it was it's not it's still not available, which is 21st century year 2022 halfway through and still yeah. we don't have any not much that just any other culture unless we really Go and visit. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. that's really our history. I feel like people. Because even are, world history is a joke. Yeah, and I've ta- and I've taken that <laughs> like, too. It's just even high school and college, and it's just yeah. like wow, like you just feel like you have to then, you know, you have uh, to do your own research, and that's not bingo. fair. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I mean, I work for an institution, mm-hmm. and we have you know writing workshops and things like that to uh-huh. help our students because. I mean, to be honest, students aren't set up for success to go into higher ed. They're not set up to go right. into a workforce, let right. you know, and be able to, I mean, being able to communicate in writing is extremely important. And we have very low literacy rates in our state. There are folks that can't spell their name. And yeah, it's really in, sad. Yeah. In 2022, mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what? I thought that was like, no, that's a yeah. present day issue. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's to and it's to no fault of our citizens or the community or our students coming in. It's mm-hmm. literally our fault mm-hmm. as the system that is mm-hmm. preventing education. We're preventing students from being successful, from reaching their maximum capacity, be that in academia or in a workforce situation. Because if you want to advance in your career, I don't mm-hmm. care if you're going to be a plumber or electrician or a carpenter or a teacher or wherever you're going, I don't care. You need to be able to communicate. 
and that's yeah. just a fact. Yeah, whatever you do, yeah, that, that that shouldn't be lost. I mean, and I mean, I could just remember taking workplace readiness, and and, and but it wasn't until my senior year, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we learn all this math, but you know, balancing checkbooks, uh, managing money, solutions, you know, for that type of stuff, we don't have in our schools. Yeah, and well, and, and it's getting it's getting less and less then. Yeah. Um, and so that's just a shift that I've been seeing. I thought it was really interesting uh, mm-hmm. moving into the professional role in academia and mm-hmm. realizing that there were writing workshops for graduate school. I was like, <laughs> why? And not to say that there shouldn't be writing workshops, that resource mm-hmm. would be available, but you have to pass a written, like a writing like class. Oh, wow. And I think okay. that that's interesting. And it's mm-hmm. not novel to where I, I am. It's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, think that is all related to the topic of this podcast. Yeah, no, so. no, most certainly, <laughs> most like, certainly, most certainly. Um, how do you think Roe versus Wade got brought back to the forefront now? Like, and I don't know, I, I'm not saying I've been sleeping under a rock, mm-hmm. but it just seems like turn on the news, bam, mm-hmm. of all the other stuff going on, the shootings and everything, we won't, won't even get into that, not yet, but <laughs> yeah. The Roe versus Wade, like, was it someone, uh, you know, senator, anybody like that, that was advocating for pushing, or, or, I mean, was it the outpour of citizens that were like, we need to go back, we need to rescind this, you know, take, you know, race this out of the equation? They do it, it it is every legislative session, there's someone that comes up with a heartbeat bill. Um, Here in our own state, Jason Raper spearheaded Mm -hmm. the heartbeat bill. Um, and okay. then, you know, in Texas, they passed that law um, that would basically you could be put in jail or fined mm-hmm. um, if you aided and abetted someone seeking abortion. Now, it didn't it didn't. Wow. What it didn't do is it didn't <clears throat> it didn't um, do any penalty to the person seeking that abortion. It, if you were the Uber driver, if you were the person that checked them in, if you provided them a hotel, like everything. And then, really? Yes, wow, I did not was, know that. Oh, yeah. It was this like big thing. And this is not new. This is okay. not a novel. Like, okay. um, this happens regularly, but this was one of the more extreme bills. And it went to, I believe, gosh, it was like eight weeks or something. It was okay. Some, I'm not able to remember off the mm-hmm. top of my head at the moment, mm-hmm. but all those things were put in a place where like you could you could go to jail if you help someone access an abortion. And then that was to target abortion providers. And there was all this thing that happened. And then there was this guy from Arkansas who was a attorney, I believe, mm-hmm. um, who, and, and you could get a, there was a, there was an award. There was an award for folks that like release information on people that were providing abortions so like if i knew you provided Mm -hmm. abortions i could call in and then i would get like this financial incentive and so it was it was basically like a manhunt and Um, that that this was public knowledge oh Uh, oh yeah 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 okay (laughs) wow wow that is crazy do a simple google search on that um and so all of that was happening then we had you know with the covid and what mm-hmm. was considered essential versus non-essential care, and then mm-hmm. abortion was limited or listed as non-essential, even though there's a time period. And that uh, is what's unique about birth. What's uh-huh. unique about pregnancy is uh-huh. there is a clear beginning and an end time. Mm-hmm. Like you are pregnant, and then you are not. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about COVID. I, so, I sometimes forget about that, but yeah, I, <laughs> it's just some, like oh, wait, it didn't happen. It's the plan that yeah. you know, whatever. All right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but it, you know, it's the only, and the thing is like, it's also listed as a pre-existing condition. Mm-hmm. So on health insurance, when you go to seek care, it's all these things that just are added barriers to accessing care, accessing information. And we just funnel people into this air, like into this space and they're not able to do anything about it. And now we're going to continue to chip away what little access they did have. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And I was just thinking about, and I had started a little bit of it and I even heard before I started watching it, but Handmaid's Tale. 
Yeah. Well, that's based on what's that's that's already happened. That's really and that's crazy. It's right? already happened. That's <laughs> yeah. what's been happening to our black or Native yeah. American indigenous like that's not new. These right. are all everything that is in mm-hmm. that is based on something that happened to I mean, and it's you know, <laughs> illustrative and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's not far fetched. <laughs> and that's what's scary about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, but it's definitely like if you look at uh, populations that we try to control all the time, there's organizations when I worked in Memphis that um, will provide birth control, long acting, re- uh, reversible, reversible. I want to emphasize reversible contraceptives. Yep. Uh-huh. They provide those, but they won't take them out. They provide them for free. They will not take them out. They will pay for you to get there uh-huh. and provide the contraceptive for free. Uh-huh. They won't take it out. Tell me that is not <laughs> trying to control a population right there. You are not targeting folks yeah. and controlling what yeah. they do. So now they have this great. They have birth control. Everything's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they can't get it taken out. It's right, supposed to be right. reversible. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be you know something that I can choose for myself when yeah. I want to you know, stop doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is happening. That's it, it's, like you said, it's 2022. That's happening today. <laughs> like I guarantee you folks went in unbeknownst to them. I, Oh, this is a great free service. I'm going to go take advantage of this. This is awesome. And then say two, three years from now or two, three months, two, three days, they meet someone or have someone or they're like, you know what? I, I this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. I don't like the way that, you know, it's making my body change, whatever. Whatever reason it is, they should be able to get it taken out, but they can't. Yeah. And, wow. I mean, that's essentially the Handmaid's Tale. It's controlling bodies. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yeah, because that was just a few years ago, what, maybe four years ago when that came out. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just from what Jennifer was telling me, um, I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I believe it. I just had to see it, you know. Yeah. and Yeah, this stuff, it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> that, it's That's gnarly. happening. Yeah, yeah, most certainly. Um, have you done any presentations uh, in regards to um, pretty much what we've been talking about as far yep. as like Roe v. Wade or, you know, and how have you kind of approached it? Um, so, especially when I'm presenting, um, you know, my, like I said earlier, my job is to provide facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not somebody that tries to persuade people uh you can look at it and you can decide for yourself but i mean you're in charge of your own feelings and values Mm -hmm. and i walk in with my own but i'm Mm -hmm. not here to place my values or my opinions on anybody yeah um i have a paper that's in the process of being published right now um and i've presented on abortion access during covid and so how covid restricted um and added that additional undue burden uh, and the whole thing was really examining how we define essential care. Mm-hmm. Um, I share this story. My uncle, uh, he has cancer. Mm. And he got diagnosed at the beginning of the pandemic. But it was um, the diagnosis was really late. And so it was able to grow really fast because he went in for uh, issues with his gallbladder. But it kept getting put off, kept getting put off because mm-hmm. it was deemed as an elective surgery. Okay. Um, and this ultimately ended up being a life or death situation. Um, and so you never know really what's going to happen with folks. But <laughs> I think that sitting here and not having a clear definition of what is essential and non-essential is something that we as a system, as a society, as a you know government need to really examine because mm-hmm. it, you know getting gallbladder surgery or getting uh an abortion is not the same as getting a facial or getting plastic surgery on your nose like Mm -hmm. or whatever um those i feel i feel are very different however Mm -hmm. how they were grouped the same during covid and under the guise of and i say guys purposely Mm -hmm. of preserving ppe like, I know that we're running low, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. these things were life-threatening um, and time-sensitive. Uh, like I said, pregnancy has a very clear beginning and end date, especially with laws and regulations in place. Like, you only have X number of weeks or you can't get one. And if you already have all these additional barriers where folks may not be able to go and stay somewhere for three days mm-hmm. waiting to go through the entire multiple check-in process or whatever... 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that was my uh, work on that during, it was mostly during COVID um, as far as presentations and papers go. It, it's funny you mentioned gallbladder surgery because I had that done, I don't know if you remember, I had it done three years ago, mm-hmm. 2019, and yeah, just, I had, you know, and that was my first ever surgery ever, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. But everybody I was talking to on Facebook said, no, like eight or nine people that I know of or uh, friends of mine or uh, mm-hmm. their parents had it done or relatives, and they're like, don't worry about it, and I, like, I had it done UAMS and people were just like, wow, you did so good. My nurses, they were like, you've been one of our best patients. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, so, how do you think, in your opinion, as a society, like, what we can do to help each other, really more so women? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I know, like, you know, you know, you can put your voice out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, podcast or whichever you want to do, platform mm-hmm. you want to use, um, impact the community. Like, what do you think would need to be done? Maybe, and I don't know what the decision. Uh, I, I'm guessing there's still Roe v. Wade. What's yeah. the update right now? That yeah. You know, uh, so as of right now, the opinion's still out, um, but the opinion is just the opinion. It's not out as far as like written anywhere so um we'll ha- we're still waiting to see how it shakes gotcha. um but i think that the biggest thing that we can do as a society uh is listen um and that's not just to the stories of folks that have accessed abortion but folks like i mean i mean even me like someone that's worked with folks um or folks that have been you know related to or friends of and then folks on the other side of the aisle too like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's the same it's it's the same as anti-vaxxers and vaxxers like Mm -hmm. perfect the perfect what we want to do is protect the people we love yeah that's what we want and Mm -hmm. i think that if we're able to sit down and actually have meaningful conversations and realize that that's that's our, our goal is safety. Our goal is mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think we would be able to have more honest and open and transparent conversations with one another and also be more understanding of where everyone stands um, on any given topic, even if it is something as, um, you know, high right now as abortion and abortion care. Um, voting uh, to impact in the community mm-hmm. um, and, and I was even and this thought crossed my mind even though I, I do vote uh, when you know elections come up yeah I gotta do that gotta do the local vote so yeah vote and, local. yeah vote local you know so you know support local you know do all that um, it just seems like and and it's I, I, I don't know if it's a negative thought that comes in my mind it's just like I don't know how much it's going to help. Like you said, vote locally because nationally, I just, I don't know if it's going to help. Well, I, I should I actually state Arkansas because we know it, it, it is mostly a red state, you know? No, I'm, yeah. I mean, it, let's be honest. Um, and then, you know, the center, Little Rock is blue, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of people, and I have a conversation with a friend of mine and we talk about just a whole bunch of different topics like all the time. And, you know, it's just like, is it going to even make a difference to vote? You know, it, it sucks. It's like, I know my ancestors and people we know fought for that yeah. right. And, you know, I do it and then I go, you know, and I leave and I'm like, well, you know. Apathetic. Yeah, did did, did my opinion even did matter? Did civil due diligence, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are two sides to that. Uh-huh. So, Howard Zinn is one of my favorite civil rights activists. It's literally who my dog's named after. Not to compare... Oh, I was about to say. Not, not to compare <laughs> homeboy to my dog or right, anything. Right. But, like, they mm-hmm. both got a loud mouth. <laughs> uh, but, um, he said if, um, if it mattered, they wouldn't let us do it. Um, or oh, if wow. they mattered, they, yeah, they wouldn't let us do it. Yeah. And so, um, there's that you know, state of belief, but then there's also, there's, um, the belief that the voice of the people does matter and the Mm -hmm. people that do Mm -hmm. show up and they do 
you know, protest and vote and all this stuff. And we've seen change. But yeah. in order to see change at the federal level, there has to be st- change at the state and local level. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't move mountains without picking up at a shovel. Like, oh, yeah. You gotta, most certainly. You got to start somewhere. And um, I vote. Um, I encourage everyone to vote in local elections mm-hmm. just because, I mean, that... Those are things. I mean, there's a there's a very clear, very very clear separation of uh, federal versus state yeah. um, laws and regulations, and you know what can and can't happen. Mm-hmm. And honestly, states have more power than the federal government does when it comes mm-hmm. to what's going on. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the Supreme Court only has power because we say it does. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> actually have any power. Mm-hmm. We're just like, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> but if we as the people were like, well, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Essentially, we could just get rid of it. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, you could argue there could be state and we could all be our own territories and whatever again. And, um, or we can have the law of the land. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, voting, voting locally, voting our state, um, it's, I think I think that's where we got to start. I don't think you're going to change anything by voting blue every time for president. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's so many things that go on here that yeah. are going to actually impact you. Right. So because I mean it's just like the president can recommend mask mandates, can't force them. Can't force them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. The governor. Uh-huh is the one that's going to make that decision. Bingo. So mm-hmm. that's what we need to focus on. Quit thinking globally when you need to think locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and in protesting, and I haven't yet, I don't know why, I haven't taken uh, part in a protest myself. Uh, how is it uh, protesting? I mean, it seems like it goes over well. Well, the exception of maybe... Some uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, the, yeah except for <laughs> that, the, 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 the smoke ball, which... Man, kudos to those people. Even there was like, what was it? Seattle, Washington, pregnant women just stand. I mean, that just goes they to show you. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care. It's just like, hey. And I don't know. I think, and I was thinking about this the other day. When people saw George Floyd, they saw it on TV. And I don't know if that had an impact with a lot of people, you know, for Black Lives Matter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but as far as... Uh, for like abortion, how how protests going? Looks like it, it's going pretty good. The the photos and the videos smooth. I've seen, yeah, smooth. Mm-hmm. Everything everything like it's a well oiled machine. Even if it's put together last minute, like mm-hmm. it is so well oiled. They have you know speakers in place. They have specific chants that they do, and you know whatever. There's if there's a march, but everyone follows the rule. Like no one's there to cause a ruckus. Yeah, 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 yeah. To yeah, like yeah. cause mayhem, it's I'm really trying to just stir something up. Yeah. It's literally just taking advantage of the First Amendment right that we have, mm-hmm. freedom to assemble, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. Um, and so, and that's all what Black Lives Matter was too. Like you can sit here and pick out like, oh well, there was this one time where this one thing. Oh, okay, but the entire movement yeah. wasn't just twenty twenty. The entire mm-hmm. movement's been happening. It's yeah. an extension of what's been happening. Uh-huh. Um, just we're not paying attention. We're not taught in mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I don't know why either. And I think it, it would be beneficial if, you know, Greg Popovich, who's an NBA coach, and I love him, um, you know, he's like at the forefront for advocating for civil rights. That's Steve Kerr, who's the coach of the Golden State Warriors. But, and I'll post it later, but, you know, Greg Popovich said, you know, we need to have these uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Not just about, uh, you know, unarmed um, minorities getting killed, mm-hmm. uh, but also, you know, with what we're talking about, mm-hmm. abortion, you know, and and I and in some sense, I've I've had a conversation with people which they'll be at a party and they'll try to avoid the situation. I mean, they're up front. But um, we really need to have these conversations with each other. I just, I just don't think if we, if you know, obviously, if we avoid it, 
this stuff's gonna keep happening. I mean, well, that's how things fester. It's, yeah, know, yeah. If you, mm-hmm. I mean, you can take it even to a wound. You get cut. Yeah. And you ignore it. Mm-hmm. It's only getting worse. Or a toothache. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's still gonna be there. It's you can getting put, worse. You put, you know, treatment or whatever, and it, it's just it's just gonna keep going and going and going and going and going. Um, well, what do you have to say, kind of rounding out the the conversation we've had? Uh, like, I guess, final thoughts, um, views, opinions, like on the subject as we're rounding this out here. Oh, views and opinions, man, <laughs> don't I got them? Oh, yeah, yeah, we all do, we all do. <laughs> no, um, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, no, I don't, I don't have any, uh, final mm-hmm. views or opinions. I just, I really hope that more people start having this conversation, and I really hope that people look at what is actually going on because. Mm-hmm. It's not at the end of the day. It's not even about abortion. Yeah. It's not about being pro-life or pro-choice. It's about controlling folks. It's about restricting folks, and that's not just people with uterus. It's not just women. That's yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, discrimination. Yeah. I mean, it it is. In there. It is discrimination. Mm-hmm. It is segregation at its finest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hope more people see that. It's just a political pawn. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. It's not trying to protect anybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, thank you for being on and uh, got My this, pleasure. Yeah, professional on here. <laughs> <at Arkansas. laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I ain't nothing. We always appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you again. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you again so much for listening to this week's episode, season two, part one finale. Uh, thank you again to Dr. Lorraine Steiger for being on the podcast again. She's no stranger to being on the Happy Hour show, so appreciate her uh, giving her uh, thoughts and opinions on the subject matters of Roe v. Wade, and uh, you know what you decide to take. Uh, you know the information you receive today is on you. How are you going to make an impact in your community? Um, how are you going to help someone? Those are the kind of questions we need to ask ourselves. And, you know, like I say, less than four months, another election's coming up. So, hey, uh, even we're two years away for another uh, presidential election, even so. So um, this is just one of the major uh, topics uh, that we're going to tackle here on the Happy Hour show. So stay tuned. Uh, Peace, love, happiness. Uh, Take care. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, bye for now.